I'm ready. Good morning. Or should I say, Happy New Year. Today is the first Sunday of Advent, which is the beginning of the church year. And so we um, celebrate our new year today. Unfortunately, there was no confetti last night. Most of this congregation was sound asleep after a long and wonderful day here selling our wares. And in case you missed the bazaar, there are still plenty of baskets and other assorted goods to exchange your money for, and that can take place immediately after the service. And as you sing our, I think our first hymn this morning, you'll know that our weather is appropriate to our readings today as we sing Low and Clouds, He's Coming. So please stand and join in singing hymn 57.
Our service of Holy Eucharist Rite 2 begins on this front page of our seasonal booklet or on page 355 of the Red Prayer Book. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life, in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to life immortal, through him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, so that the mountains would quake at your presence. As when fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that, were, that we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you, who works for those who wait for him. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you in your ways. But you were angry, and we sinned. Because you hid yourself, we transgressed. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind. Take us away. There is no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the hand of our iniquity. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the works of your hand. Do not be exceedingly angry, O Lord, and do not remember iniquity forever. Now consider, we are all your people. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given to you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The word of the Lord. Our sequence hymn this morning is hymn 454. Please stand as you are able and join in singing hymn 454 found in the blue hymnals. gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. 
Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey, when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The Gospel of the Lord. Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So this week, as I was contemplating what I was going to say this morning, knowing that it was the first Sunday in Advent, and we'd have all this wonderful discussion about preparing and keeping awake and waiting I had to ask myself, what is my metaphor for Advent going to be? Now, a lot of my younger colleagues will talk about Advent and waiting for God to come. In the same breath, they will share their stories of waiting for their first or second children to arrive. Others will find some other wonderful metaphor to use that is both wonderfully uplifting and somehow transcendent. But as I thought more and more about this year and what the metaphor in my life for Advent looks like, it's my kitchen. Now, anyone who has been hanging around the offices here at St. Peter's these last weeks, uh, no, Maureen and I are in the midst of a total kitchen renovation. And somewhere along the line, as we have been waiting through delay after delay, we have this vision that keeps us going. And it's that vision that somehow, through the help of our designer and our contractor, we are about to embark on a kitchen that not only is the epitome of form and function, but it is merged with the art of architectural digest. <laughs> and that has been our vision. Now, I have to admit, three years ago, when we started talking about redoing the kitchen, I thought it was going to entail a bucket of paint and a few new appliances. Little did I realize it was going to entail everything. And so this year has been that journey of visioning and waiting and talking and preparing. And anyone who knows me knows that I am a planner. And I am thinking six, eight months down the road on this project, looking at our calendars and how our lives work through the different months and settled with our designer, last January this is, of a start date of September 1. Oh, that's perfectly possible, she assured us. 
And then around Memorial Day, as the designs are coming into final um, play, oh yes, I've talked with the contractor, no problem. It'll start early September. August came. And the cabinets had not quite yet been ordered because we still were settling on the last details, the color, et cetera. And finally, the order went in. I said, but are we still going to be able to start in September? Oh, yes. And it will be done by Thanksgiving, no problem. September came. Boxes arrived and filled my garage on September 21st. Oh, this is the sign we've been looking for. The contractor's going to come next week. No contractor. But we were ready. We were prepared. Everything we needed was in that garage to redo that kitchen. Oh, he'll start beginning of October. You know, that means October 1st to most of us, right? That's not contractor speak, I've discovered. October 1st came and went. October 10th began to approach, and finally, after a few direct phone calls, a crew arrived around the 15th of October, and within four hours had taken everything out of the house. That kitchen was just down to the four walls, and we thought, we're on our way. Six days went by, and they showed up again and put a few of the boxes of cabinets in and disappeared, came back, and finally the upper cabinets were going in, and we noticed that there was a problem. There were no end panels to finish off the cabinets for a week delay. Then we discovered the trim board wasn't wide enough. Another four-week delay. And here we are, December 1st, and yes, we are getting closer to that vision of the perfect kitchen where form and function merge with architectural digest, and it is going to be perfect. But it is still somewhere into the future. But we know because we have faith. <laughs> it will be done by Christmas. Maybe 2024. <laughs> and so that is my metaphor for this Advent for us here at St. Peter's because that is truly what Advent is about. It reminds us that we are a people in wait. And we're not any different than Paul or Peter or the apostles after Jesus ascended into heaven because they were all convinced Jesus was coming right around the corner again. And it didn't happen. And there were persecutions. And it still didn't happen. And to this day, that for which we wait hasn't happened. And are we no different than the writer of our Old Testament passage, which kind of talks to God and says, look, where have you been? We fell into sin because we didn't know you were there. Kind of blame the mistakes on God. Have you noticed that one? But the true reality is we, like ancient Israel, who waited for the return of the Messiah and the Davidic kingdom, we wait for that new kingdom, which is the reign of God, which has been promised to us by Christ. We heard about that in this morning's gospel. We call that an eschatological gospel because it talks about the end time when Jesus returns and that we are waiting for something to happen. That new beginning when this earth is reset to what it was at the time of creation and becomes that for which God created this universe to be. But here we sit, waiting and hoping and wondering. This week on NPR, one of, our, one of my colleagues from San Francisco said that Advent is a time of grounding. 
Why is that? Because the hope of Advent, the hope of, that, of the fact that we wait for the beginning of that new kingdom to arrive, grounds us in hope. So that as the tumultuous realities of this earth surround us, whether it be war in Ukraine or in Gaza, in Israel, or whether it be the deep, deep divisions here in this country, we know that, as Paul says in Romans, these are nothing but the growing pains that tells us we are moving forward. And in Paul's letter to us this morning, he also reminds us, don't give up. Hold to the hope. Why? Because God is faithful. God keeps God's promises. So that even as we sit here today, surrounded with the tumult of this life, we sit in hope and we sit in assurance because as we look back through salvation history, what we see throughout, whether in our time frame or in God's time frame, is that God is faithful and throughout history, God has kept God's promises. And so we use this Sunday of Advent that is the Sunday of hope to once again ground ourselves in our hope and in our trust of God that the day that we wait for is coming will come and all we have to do is watch and wait for as Maureen and I wait for that perfect kitchen to finally appear and be we wait for that perfect kingdom the kingdom of God in which all nations and all people come together united in the light of Christ, washed in the blood of the Lamb, and sing with one voice in praise to God Almighty. Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again. In accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In peace, we pray to you, Lord God. For all people in their daily life and work. For our families, friends, and neighbors, and for those who are alone. For this community, this nation, and the world. For all who work for justice, freedom, and peace for the just and proper use of, our, of your creation, for the victims of hunger, fear, injustice, and oppression, for all who are in danger, sorrow, of any kind of trouble, for those who minister to the sick, the friendless, and the needy, for the peace and unity of the Church of God, 
for all who proclaim the gospel and all who seek the truth. For Michael, our presiding bishop, and Nicholas, our bishop, and for all bishops and other ministers. For all who serve God in his church. For the special needs and concerns of this congregation. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for David Mitchell, Vincent and Jackie Montemarano, and Richard and Lynn Morgan. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for Emmanuel Cumberland and Emmanuel Newport. Hear us, Lord. For your mercy is great. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. We give thanks today for all the hard work, the leadership, and the camaraderie that was formed over these weeks of preparing for and for yesterday's bazaar. We will exalt you, O God, our King. And praise, praise your name forever and ever. We pray for all who have died, that they may have a place in your eternal kingdom. For my husband, Alan. Lord, let your living kindness be upon them. Who put their trust in you. We pray to you and for the forgiveness of our sins. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Please be with you. Please be with you. Good job, my Peace to the choir. Peace, Phoebe. Peace there, guys. Oh, we can get a second time, guys. Oh, no. I have to, I have to, you know, rise in the mountain. Yeah, peace. Peace be with you. Peace, Melissa. Peace be with you. I guess it's my cue. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Ron Cowie. Fearless, fearful uh, senior <laughs> warden. Uh, and here are the announcements and a little thought about stewardship. Uh, okay, so the bazaar was yesterday and that was awesome from what I hear. Uh, and, you know, we, we've said a lot about that. That's cool. So, Going forward, this coming, the ninth, is Drake's ordination. The, is it an ordination of the deaconate? Deaconate. Diaconate. Diaconate. Tomato, tomato. Um, <laughs> and we're, we're, that's 4 p.m. And if you haven't kind of said that you're showing up, please do that because the diocese likes to know how many people are showing up. And just so there's going to be a reception afterwards. And it's just a wonderful celebration of service and Christ-centered living, I suppose. Um, <laughs> the next one is uh, the Christmas Eve schedule, and that will be, there's a 4 p.m. and a 10 p.m. service, Christmas Eve, and then Christmas Day is at 10 a.m., and now there's a community dinner, and we were, 
had the idea of like, oh, we'll call it a straight up. It's not straight. It's the St. Peter's Christmas Eve dinner. I like that. <laughs> had a good ring to it. And everyone's invited. And the choir's going to be there. And I, that might be crazy because they're a rowdy bunch. But we're, <laughs> everyone is welcome. And there's going to be a lot of great food. Tony's cooking. I'm, everyone, it, you know, like, I don't know what it's going to look like. It's kind of like Advent for me. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I think it's going to be good. Um, and I'm excited about that. And the Christmas flowers and music, if you want to make a donation, uh, by the 15th is your deadline to kind of, if you have one, to buy some flowers for in memory or in celebration of someone or something, that's what you can do. Now, the awkward moment. Um, you all got a letter, or most of you got a letter from Bob Mankey and Kent Yurchik Shoemaker about stewardship. And I'm not going to go into great length of it. It's a great letter. And they touch on things that are really important. And one of the things that struck me, because I had to read it a couple of times, is we don't, you know, like, yes, this is a church that doesn't just run on love. There are things cost money. And we do need some of that. Uh, but what's really, really important is getting people to show up and to just participate. That is priceless, you know. And so that that's that was the real. The, there was a, it was a very nuanced letter, and the thought that I had about it was, you know, because the, the, of course the response is, well, you know, we're Episcopalians. We don't like. To, we're we're uncomfortable talking about money. It's like no, we're not. What we're talking uh, uncomfortable about is talking about our relationship to money, and that. Well, you know, that's why we're here. We get to work on that because it's, you know, the earth and the spirit. And we got a boss, Jesus Christ, who's like, I don't care how much money you have, you know. So that's a rather um, rambling thought about think about your stewardship. Think about what you can give. And don't just think in terms of dollars and cents. Think, think about what you can offer as your presence that's really, really valuable and really important. Because if you can't do a big number or any, whatever that number is, you should be happy about it. But also remember that we are calling you and inviting you to participate in this larger body, which we need you. Um, is that the, that I screwed up? <laughs> okay, that's all. Anything else? Any joys, concerns, thoughts? All right. Also, I want to personally thank everyone who helped out with yesterday's bazaar, especially to our leaders, um, to Colleen Sardelli, to Debbie Yurchek, Jane, who's not here, and Nancy for the different various areas they led. We do appreciate their help, but also everyone who baked, helped with crafts, helped with baskets, and was here. Uh, one of the comments we got online through Square, which I didn't know they could do comments, but they can, uh, was what a wonderful and welcoming place this is. And that was like the best compliment you can give this, give a church. So thank you to everyone for all your hard work and camaraderie. Uh, this is the first Sunday of the month, and I do invite those who have wedding anniversaries or <laughs> birthdays during the month of December to come forward for your blessing. We'll put birthdays over here. It's just a choir today. It's, I'm praying for the choir, okay. <laughs> So anyone on December 24th or 25th? No? We had two people that were Christmas babies this morning. Wow. So that was pretty interesting. So, all right. The Lord be with you. And let us pray. Oh God, our times are in your hand. Look with favor, we pray, on your servants as they begin another year. Grant that they may grow in wisdom and grace. Strengthen their trust in your goodness all the days of their lives. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Happy birthday. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us in offering and sacrifice to God. Thank you.
Our service continues with Eucharistic Prayer B. It is found on page 367 of our prayer book, the Red Prayer Book, for those who wish to follow in the Book of Common Prayer. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We live them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Because you sent your beloved Son to redeem us from sin and death and to make us as in him of everlasting life, that when he shall come again in power and great triumph to who judge the world, we may without shame or fear Rejoice to behold his appearing. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn, to proclaim the glory of your We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine, we pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, 
that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country, where, with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Peter, our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters, through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia! Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia! The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. May Almighty God, by whose providence our Savior Christ came among us in great humility, sanctify you with the light of his blessing, and set you free from all sin. Amen. May he whose second coming in power and great glory we await make you steadfast in faith, joyful in hope, and constant in love. Amen. May you who rejoice in the first advent of our Redeemer at his second advent be rewarded with unending life. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. As you're able, please stand and join in singing hymn 73, found in our blue hymnals. to God.